Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. Um, let me ask you guys, you specifically, a question, Abby. Okay. When it comes to dating, because you have given up on your dating apps, right? I've given up on dating, period, at this point. <laughs> just the apps. No, she's just given up. <laughs> I've, I've up. given up in general. I'm done after this. I actually have another segment about that later on today, that uh, women are just giving up on dating. They're quitting, da- silently quitting dating. It's me. I'm quiet quitting. Well, I'm, I'm not being quiet. I'm actually being very loud about it. <laughs> I'm screaming it from the rooftops. I'm done. <laughs> so you have said that since you've been off like the dating apps, you feel like your mental health is better. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm less focused on trying to accomplish the quote unquote goal of finding somebody and I'm just living my life, which is just, wow, what a radical thought to live my (laughs) life on my own terms without a man. But yeah, it's been really good for me. All right. So Tinder just rolled out this. Um, They just announced a new, they're calling it a very exclusive high-end membership. That means expensive. Called (laughs) Tinder Select. You think so? Yes. It's going to cost about 500 bucks a month. You're what? kidding. Nah, I know it ain't. There's no yeah. way. I swear. No, ain't nobody paying for oh, that. Isn't kidding. there already like an exclusive dating app like celebrities are on? Raya. Yeah. Yeah. Raya. yeah. I'm still on the wait list. Are you? I'm a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want me. <laughs> You're Raya Light. That's so funny. But to, to be fair, I know people who are on there who are, who are you know, like me, just absolutely nobody. I'm like, oh. how did you get on? Instead of Raya, you're Raina. <laughs> Raya, accept me. So it says that there's really not much of a difference here. Uh, it's kind of the normal Tinder algorithm, uh, but you have special access to Tinder's quote unquote most sought after profiles. Okay. What? And you can enjoy exceptional connections. <sighs> no, if they're on Tinder, they cannot be that exceptional. Exactly. And you get a check mark. And you get a verified check. You get a verified I'll pay 500 bucks for that. Yep. Is Elon behind this? <laughs> That's what it feels like. No doubt. I mean, they're trying to recoup. <laughs> uh, I could see him going over into the Tinder mm-hmm. area and trying to recoup some of that from Twitter. But yeah, they're really not saying anything except it's a secret VIP membership. And you, if you qualify, they will reach out to you first before they open it up to <laughs> anybody else. So if I had to read between the lines, I'm guessing what they'll do is reach out to the people who are swiped on the most mm. um, using the algorithm. So they see like, oh, every time Bert pops up, everyone wants to go on a date with Bert. So he is one of our most VIP select people. So it's going to be the hottest people together, but mm. you pay for the privilege. For $6,000 a year? I mean, I mean, if that's what you're into and it could show you the best of the best, you know, when you swipe, you're going to get a hot person with a good conversation who doesn't ghost on dates. But if the best of the best is now here, why bother with regular old Tinder? Because you have, I mean, here you have to pay all this money. Now you just got like 
Yeah, you got the, the duties. The yeah, you do. And, and I would have questions about your financial discipline if I met you, knowing that you were spending five hundred dollars a month <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to be on Tinder. Well, it's such a scam because these guys are on regular Tinder. They're just cherry picking them out for this. So it's like just spend extra time swiping. And if that guy or girl finds you attractive, then you don't need to pay for it. You'll no, just match. Seems ridiculous it's amount of money, stupid. right there. One thing I have always admired about Mo is that he is just a solid, solid family dude and a great older brother. Protect Active older brother, always in touch, and that is about to turn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. I, I think this might be the first time ever that I've felt like I'm completely out of the loop in my family, and it may be my fault. And it's it's ironic because it's kind of in the same vein of what you were talking about earlier, Abby, on when is the right time to tell your family that you are dating someone. And so this uh, started when, I don't know if you guys remember, but I came on and told y'all that my uh, middle sister is was dating someone and I had no idea, which that was already kind of shocking to me and I wasn't sure how to feel about it. But I kind of got it because in her life I have been the overprotective brother. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw it as maybe she didn't think it was time or the relationship had developed enough for her to even bring it to me. That's kind of how I took it. It sounds like the same rules apply for you mm-hmm. as they did for Abby's brother that she was telling us, us about earlier. Exactly that. So the only thing that kind of threw me a little bit was that they were already at the point of traveling the world together, like leaving the country, going from place to place. And I didn't even know the dude's name yet. So I went to my dad and was like, is it just me? He was like, nope, I don't know him either. So I was like, and, and your dad's a cop. Yeah, right. So I didn't take it personally, or at least I tried not to, not to make it about me. I figured whenever she decided to come talk to me about him, she would. And if she didn't, she wouldn't. And it was what it was. And So I you don't of, feel like once you do know he exists that you can reach out and be like, yo, tell me about this new guy. So that's where I was kind of torn, right? And Abby, you asked earlier if you should do that. And so because I know I have the reputation of being over. <laughs> Protective brother, I was like, I am going to take her not coming to me as a sign that she either doesn't want to or she's not ready to, and I'm not going to force it. So I didn't. I let it go. Now, that was a few months back now, of which I've kind of tried to just put it in the back of my mind and move on. So ironically, I get a phone call last week as I'm sitting around with Katie and a friend of mine, and it's my mom. And my mom is like, hey, Reese, um, I need you to come home. Or you don't have to, but if you can. So I'm like, okay, when? And she goes, Monday. So I'm like, Mom, who asked somebody to come home on a Monday? I can't come home on a Monday. And she's like, well, I know, but it's last minute, and it's the only day that we can kind of make this work because your sister is moving. Now, as this conversation is progressing, for like the first five to ten minutes of the conversation, I didn't think much of it because I thought she was referring to my baby sister, who still lives at home with my parents. And she's been trying to move out of the house for years. So my first thought was a happy thought. Like, oh, great. She's finally got it got it together. She's moving out on her own. This is awesome. I may not be able to make it on Monday, but I can certainly make it on one of the weekends so that we can all celebrate as a family. And she's like, well, it's fine if you can't because eventually I'm going to have to move to California to help her move in anyway. So I said, move or just? No, move. She's going to move. Wow. Okay. That that was my reaction. Yeah. Like California, Colorado. That must be a city I'm unfamiliar with. And she's like, no, she's moving to California. So I'm like, wait, my baby sister's moving to California. She said, no, we're talking about your other sister. I said, 
Whoa! Wait, wait, what? She's moving where? She's like, yeah, she's moving to California with her boyfriend. Whoa! I said, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to make that fight. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to have to make this happen. So I didn't know how to feel. I mean, I'm happy for her, I think. You wish you, you would have heard from her? That she was making, like, these big life moves? Yes. Yeah. But I don't want to make it about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, maybe this is partially my fault. Maybe I was a little too hard on her when we were younger, and I I might have closed that door of allowing her to feel like it was okay to come to me about a situation that maybe doesn't look the best on paper. Because I can look at it and see how she would feel as a sister. My brother not going to go for this. He's not going to be happy about it. He hasn't met the guy. He barely knows the guy. We haven't known each other that long, and I'm packing up to move to a different state with him. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with that, but I would have, mm-hmm. I believe, I would like to believe that in my growth, I would have kind of <laughs> hit it a little bit and kept it to myself. While I do love the idea of you looking at yourself and your role in this, let me just throw this in here also. Is it possible she just didn't want to hear the truth? Which is what you would have spit on her for sure. His truth. His truth. I think, Not the truth. I a think, truth. A truth. <laughs> it's someone's truth. <laughs> uh, I think that's a part of it. Because I, I think that's what you probably... She probably feels as if she would have got that from me and my dad. Mm-hmm. So she probably was a little more comfortable going to the women in the family. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just left me and my dad on the outside. Of which, I mean, I've taken it in stride. It is what it is. I... I just don't really know how to move as an older brother now. Do I do I say something? Do I not say anything? Do I let it play out? You congratulate her. Have you congratulated her? Well, I don't even feel like she knows that I know. So I don't even know if I'm supposed to really know because so, I didn't hear what, it from her. Did you ask your mom if you were supposed to know? And is she allowed to know that you know? Wait, he's at, well, hold on a second. We're talking about a sister moving states to California with a dude that he doesn't know and dad doesn't know. I mean, before she moves, there's... It, it would make sense to have a conversation. No, it uh, wouldn't because Mo is her brother. And as her older brother, I, I totally understand you look out for your siblings. Yeah. He's not her father. There's no, no conversation is it, to be is had. Is it an adult? It, it's, not an like adult. He, it's not like she has to go through him for approval. But, I mean, as a brother that's been tight, it seems oh, to me. Oh, telling him yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I misunderstood. I, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, fi- the family dynamics might be very different. Because in our family, that's normally how it goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all grew up together. If I were... To, uh, to date a woman and I was so serious to where I was moving to stay with her, I certainly would have mm-hmm. ran it by my sisters, not for approval, but this was going on in my life, yeah. what do you think type thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But for me, I felt like, and maybe I'm taking it wrong, but to me, it, feels, it felt like a clear message that mm-hmm. if I didn't hear it from her, then she doesn't want to talk to me about it. Has your mom met this dude? Yes, I, be- I believe. And your sisters have met this dude. Yes. And you've met him, right? No, I've not met you've him. You've never met him. I've not met him. I don't know his name. I don't know his Whoa. background. I don't know anything. Like cool. anything. I know I know his age. That's all I know. And he's older. That's all I know. Hmm. So I just, I don't, I don't know. I just yeah. don't know how to feel about it. I feel uneasy about it too, but... At- you know, and look, uh, quite honestly, family is not my strong point <laughs> the way I grew up. But uh, in looking at your healthy relationship with your okay. family, it certainly seems to me like you sh- if everybody else in the family knows, you should be able to pick up the phone and go, can you tell me about this dude? So my brother and I have a tight relationship, right? Um, and I, we end up finding a lot about each other's lives through our mom just because we talk to her more than we talk to each other. Makes and that's sense. just a given, right? Mm-hmm. Um but if if I were to get news like this from my mom about my brother, right? Um, and we also know that about our mom. Like, 
if something happens, she gonna spill the tea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't staying in the pot, right? right? Um, so I would hit up my brother and be like, hey, I heard you're moving to California. That's so exciting. Would love to hear more about it. Ca- ca- you know, mm-hmm. call me so we can catch up whenever. Okay. And I wouldn't even bring the dude into it. I would just talk it like that's a really big monumental moment for her to move to another state. So I would I would 100% hit my brother up and ask him about that. You're getting ghosted by your sister. Right? No, you're not. <laughs> So, she's busy. She's got a lot of shoes to pack uh-huh. and some, yeah. a lot of furniture to figure out. Busy, busy, busy. Together, man. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> I'd be hurt if I were you, but I think Kristen's right. A quick phone call could probably put this mm-hmm. to rest. Okay. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. So, she's wondering how she approaches her husband on this one because... There's the neighbor who's super hot. Oh, my God. He's so hot. I've seen him. He's so hot. He's like a 12 out of 10. He's it's amazing. So His body is like ridiculous. <laughs> We're not even connected. It's just like sexually. It's just so it's, hot. It's just, it's primal. So she's like, I want some of that. He looks like he would taste good. So, <laughs> except she has to go to the husband, her husband first and go, you know what? This is not just about me. This is not just about me. I want all three of us to enjoy this together. And that's kind of her. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Sure and she's from scared. Canada, so that's a very fitting thing for a Canadian to do. <laughs> is we are it? very polite there. <laughs> so for those of you that are living more of a progressive sexual life and have had to do this question, would love for your advice here, because we're not going to get a lot of answers in this room. Uh, 1-855-BIRCHO. Moe's got the email. Hello, Birdcho. Huge fan from Canada. Listening since 2019, literally daily. It saved me during quarantine. Hard hands, thank you. My question is rated R, so I'll try to use light words. My husband and I recently moved back to our hometown and became friends with our male neighbor. We've all clicked quite fast and enjoy each other's company. A few times now, my husband and I have lightly discussed trio activities. Now, how... Do I bring up a trio activity with the two of us and our new male neighbor slash friend? I know the quote unquote friend would be all for it, but I don't want my husband now thinking that our new friend is a threat to the marriage or that I have any desire to leave him for this new friend or anything like that at all. It's 100% only for fun and for the experience, of course. That's how it all starts, right? Always just for fun. Never had a trio activity before, but my hubby has. I want to try. Perhaps it's because I trust my hubby and I'm feeling this friend is also a trustworthy person from the time we've come to know him. So it feels like a safer route than just a hookup from a bar or something random, right? Thanks, everyone, for the advice. You've had conversations about trio activities. Yes, it's already kind of on the table. Mm -hmm. But they, there's... I'm wondering if the conversation has been had because his definition of trio might be him and two women, mm-hmm. whereas oh. your definition of trio... I'm sure it is. ...is you and <laughs> two men, yeah. and those are two very different definitions. Right, very different. Right. And on top of that, you're not supposed to S where you eat. Like, this is your neighbor. So if things go awry... It's going to be hella awkward from mm-hmm. here on out. That is really good advice, except we're focusing on the wrong thing. She yeah. wants to do this with the neighbor and her husband. So how does she get into it with the husband? Oh, that's her sex door neighbor. 
Sex on air. <laughs> <laughs> it's got reality that was TV. Wild. Show. That was wild. <laughs> nice. Robert, good morning. You are part of the Burt Show. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic, man. What do you got? Well, first, I'd like to say that it's very respectful and intuitive um, of her to go to her husband and bring this to him instead of just fantasizing about it or going behind his back. Shows a lot of respect for her partner that she wants to share this moment with them. Um, and secondly, in today's world, when you have social media and you can just all these apps for dating, the fact that you go want to talk to your husband uh, about feelings that you're having and share that with him means a lot. It means you have a very strong bond in your relationship, and uh, she should go for it. Mm-hmm. She should be. She should talk to her husband and. If that's something that works for them in their marriage, then they, she should absolutely go for it. There's no reason to be ashamed of it. I'd be a nervous mess <laughs> asking that question. I, I don't. I, I mean, if you're going to do it, I think you just got to do it, and there's no way around it. But just to just talk to him about it, but I wouldn't do it. I, it just feels like it's too close to home. So I actually had a really close friend who was in this exact same scenario. She was the neighbor, though, getting asked. And so I want to know how you feel so confident that the neighbor is going to be into this. Because for her, it came completely out of nowhere, like out of left field. Like, yeah, they're friends, but she's like, we're not that friendly. So I feel like you have to get that person in a situation where maybe like a little bit of alcohol is flowing. So if it doesn't go well when you ask the neighbor you can kind of brush it off as like, oh, we were just having a good time. We were taking shots. We were, you know, we were having a couple beers. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't really want to have a threesome, but if you're down, I'm down. <laughs> so the order of things, you got to go to the husband first before you even go to the neighbor. Oh, absolutely. You go to the neighbor, you're in trouble first. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm just, I'm thinking if you go to the neighbor and the neighbor says, no, you never have to go to the husband. <laughs> That's that true. was never a thing. Let's think about it. But what happens if she goes to the neighbor first and then doesn't go well and then the neighbor ends up having a side conversation with the husband is like, your wife suggested a, a trio activity the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was that about? And he goes, well, me and my wife didn't talk anything about this. So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so how does she approach the hubby? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I know it definitely won't work if it was if it was a female neighbor because that happened with my aunt and uncle and it completely ruined their marriage. <gasps> what happened? So he wanted to have uh, hers and hers and his and went to the wife yes. and she said absolutely not? Well, it started out as they were going to try it and the friend was going through a divorce and she... Just, she was losing her house, and my aunt and uncle said, you know what, just stay with us while you're going through your divorce. And then it turned into some piano time mm-hmm. between the three of them. And then eventually my uncle fell in love with the lady that moved in no. and completely divorced my aunt and left her no. after like 15 years. Oh, damn. Yikes. Yeah, there are just too many variables here, man. Too close to home. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Uh, I got no answers. Except, I mean, if you're going to go for it, go with total honesty. Yeah, absolutely. Tell your husband and then tell your neighbor and then call us back. We want to <laughs> know how it is. Yes, you do. It's the Burt Show. Listen. It's the Burt Show. Hi, Mikey. It's back on the phone. Abby, why is Mikey on the phone with us? Uh, not in studio this morning, our producer. So Mikey came on air a couple of weeks ago, and he said, hey, I've got this friend that thinks you're cute, and he wants me 
to set him up with you. So I thought, sounds like a slam dunk to me. Sent him a little texty text about three weeks ago. <laughs> Haven't heard back since. Ghosted. And we're not even sure this man is alive because he's not responding to Mikey either. <laughs> <laughs> so we are not accepting that. No. That is not our future. Nope. So we sent Mikey over to this dude's house. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be ignored. <laughs> we're not, not creepy at all. No, I, I am so sorry, but I mean, he's the air. He said he wanted to be on. He wanted to do it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Is what he said, yep. right? Ask her out. Tell her on the air. So that's what we did. So since it hasn't gone out, it only seems fair to me that we expose him on the air also. I could not agree more. Hey, Mikey. Hey. All right, you made it through that tough security because <laughs> the last time we talked to you, you were trying to make it through security. You made it. I think I broke about two or three crimes now. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't admit that on the radio, Mikey. Yeah, that's yeah. Radio 101. <laughs> so you are outside of his door right now. Yeah, when do I get to knocking? Right Knock. now. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, you want speakerphone or what? Oh, by the way, yeah. I got intel that there's a man sleeping on the couch. So we'll have to cross that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> is he single? Is that man single? He's like, what does he look like? Find, find me a man in this no. apartment. Abby, he's, he's sleeping on a couch. That That's not one. the man for you. He's just going through a tough time, oh, Kristen. Okay, okay. And Mikey, I'm guessing that intel is you looking in the window? <laughs> No, I got I got legit sources. Okay. <laughs> All right, start start a knocking, kid. All right, I'm knocking. What's this dude's name again? Mason. 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 You're gonna have to knock harder. Yeah, that's a weak knock. So not bang on the door. I'm gonna call him loser after this. Don't use your knuckles. Like use your fist. Is, Put your back into it. Oh, <laughs> do it for is, me, do Mikey. It with your chest. Mason is flushing the weed down the toilet right now. <laughs> <laughs> If Mikey does get arrested, how is he going to explain this to the cops? <laughs> we'll just put Bird on the phone. Have Not you a- heard any movement? No movement. Bang. 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 I, I just tried the handle. Why? No, what? Oh, don't, don't do He's that. To walk in. <laughs> now they're going to hear somebody going, shot. <laughs> <laughs> did you bang again? Yeah, I did. Bang so- on the door. Just keep banging. Don't stop. Sorry, officer. No, I just had to break keep, in. Keep just banging, Mike. Don't stop. Don't stop banging. I'm terrified. Don't. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Just keep going. <laughs> bang, bang into the room. You're knocking with your knuckles. Do it with your fist. That's what I said earlier. <laughs> Put your whole body in. He's scared. He's wimping out. Correct. Correct. All, right. <laughs> All right. You're on the Burt Show. Oh. Don't curse. We need to get Mason up. <laughs> Dude, help me. Don't cuss. You gotta help. Is that count? He needs to answer for what he's done. (laughs) 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 Mikey, are you in the apartment now? I'm now in the apartment. Okay. He he needs to answer for what what he's not done. All right, let's just make a lot of noise then. Just go to his bedroom door and knock on it, Mikey. Just go Wait, shake him awake he, and yell in his face. Huh? Is he here or no? Is that his... Mikey, is he there? I don't think he's here. Whoa. Oh, shut up. Yeah, in the apartment. I, I don't know. Go from room to room. 
Mason, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he can hide. We're going to get a restraining order out we, of this. We are finding Mason. <laughs> Wait, he's at work. What? what? He's at work. There's no way. All right, go there. <laughs> Where's he work? Wherever he's going, he is being held accountable today. <laughs> One way or another. So, seriously, Mikey, he's not... Wait. No, he is here. He's out here. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. <laughs> All right, he just shut me out. He just what? What? He shut the door. Locked <gasps> it. What? Is there a, what, Did he what, really? what if there's a girl in there? Wait, so he came out of his bedroom. <laughs> you told him you you apologized and said it's the birth show, and then he slammed the door in your face and locked it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tell wow. him Abby's outside here waiting for him naked. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, don't say that. Come on. Please he- let me be released. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, okay. Before anything gets too heated, exit at Mikey, exit the premises. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. At least on the door. He did. And the dude opened it up and sh- slammed it in his face and locked it. You can't it. give up now. I don't, I don't think we can on, give up now. We're so close. <laughs> Please okay. let me give up, he said. No. Wait a second. So, so Tell him we'll give him $100. No, stop it. Bert's money. Are you talking about Mason if he comes on the air with us? Yes. We're going to have to do more than 100 Okay, Mikey. Do you? What? So he does work, right? So he's going to have to leave at some point? Yes. All right, it's a stakeout now. <laughs> yes. We're That's going right. to work with Mason. Yep. Yes. <laughs> he's got one of two choices. He can talk to you there or when he gets to work. Yes. Right. Listen. It's the Burt Show. So um, to catch a cheater war of the roses, everything was just fine. He was doing all of the finances. Everything was fine. She didn't understand the finances. And then she's like, you know what? I'd like to understand them a little bit better. So she starts going over the finances. Now she's got questions about his loyalty in their marriage. Kristen's got the email. For a long time, I had taken a back seat when it came to managing or even understanding our finances. My husband has always understood that stuff better, so he has always taken the responsibility. I always trusted that the bills were paid, our savings were growing, etc. I had no reason, uh, I had no reason to trust him. I had no reason not to trust him with that. However, I recently came across a list of all of our accounts with the usernames and passwords. I've always been a bit embarrassed that I was clueless about these type of things, so I figured I would just take a few minutes and log into our accounts for a better understanding. I logged into one of our joint credit card accounts, one which we both frequently use for various expenses. As I skimmed through the list of charges, certain charges caught my attention. There were multiple expenses for some pretty upscale restaurants, places neither of us had been to. Now, it's entirely possible that these were expenses from business lunches. My husband often meets with clients and colleagues over meals. Some of these seemed too nice or just not the type of place you'd go to have a lunch meeting. In fact, I looked them all up and one of them isn't even open for lunch. He had never mentioned a dinner meeting. When he's been home late, he would always say he was caught up at the office and I trusted that. The worst of it all was one particular charge from a restaurant on a date that coincided with a business trip he had supposedly taken out of town. How could he have eaten at this restaurant on a date where he was supposed to be hundreds of miles away? Uh Uh-oh. Could there be a simple explanation? I just need to know what's going on here. Can you help me? Once again, here you have a resume of character, right? With your husband. 
for years and years and years, you've been a loyal dude, you've trusted him. So why is the default immediately to like, he might be screwing around on me? Because he is. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know that yet. Sure we do. But can there be other things? (laughs) Like what? It's tough. I'm trying to find another explanation for my man, but I can't think of one. What if this was a business account, right? No, 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 no. This is their, this is not a business account. This is their shared credit card account. Mm. This is their shit. And so, is it possible he gave somebody the card that couldn't afford a meal in a different city to use the card? But if he was in a different city, why wouldn't there be charges city. from that city on the card? Wouldn't be charges on the city and the card. Yeah. So yeah. he lies <laughs> right now. He's a liar. Yeah. Right now, he may not be a cheater, mm-hmm. but he's a liar. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. How how do you explain being hundreds of miles away from a place that your card says you were eating at? It was stolen. Stolen. Ah, huh? oh, now he's the victim. And stolen. he didn't. And he didn't try to get the card back because he figured whoever stole it really needed it. So yep. yeah. why lock it up? Let them just use it. So it was they stolen. They obviously needed lobster. Exactly. <laughs> it was stolen, and he was being philanthropic. And uh-huh. she's like blaming him for all this. He, he should be thinking about leaving her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> it's toxic in there. He I, is the patron saint of infidelity. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll test him tonight. We'll try to get some answers, and we'll have her on tomorrow morning. All right, Abby, you're calling it a backhanded compliment. Yeah, one of my friends was told that uh, her other group of friends don't want to go out with her to bars because she's too hot. So I got to be honest. I, all my friends, straight tens. They are the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Oh, thank be- you, Abby. That's so sweet. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I just love, to, just love to build women up. And I thought we were friends. When's the last you time you went 10. out with her? <laughs> yeah, I'll sit over here with the fours. <laughs> and so, so, I mean, this would be great. Like, if I was into women, but as of 7, 15 a.m. today, I'm still helplessly uh, attracted to men. But I, I, all my friends are super hot. And I was catching up with one of my gal pals over the weekend, and she went on this trip with her other group of friends, you know, who are not as who aren't who don't empower her as much as I do. I love to embrace my friend's hotness because it gets me perks like, you know, better tables at restaurants, <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Guys will come over and want to buy her drinks and I'll get to have a couple sips. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I'll get the, the group of guys, uglier friends. Yeah. Like there's a lot of perks, but I will say one of the cons is that, I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit of a, a hit to your self-esteem. You go out with a 10, you're a solid seven and you're like, you know what? I recognize there's a little bit of an appearance difference here and you get treated differently than say your super hot friend does. But I think the, the perks outweigh the cons. Not everybody feels that way though. So one of my super hot 11 out of 10 friends is hanging out with this other group of gal pals and they were having this conversation about this new bar that had just opened up. They're like, it's so cool. It's right on the beach. There's a rooftop. The cocktails are amazing. The guys there are super hot. We all got to do a girls night out there. And the group of friends that she was out with was like, oh yeah, we definitely want to check that place out. Um, just not with you. And she goes, what do you mean? Like not with me. We hang out all the time. Like we're friends. And she's like, well, if we go out with you, we're not going to get hit on. You're only going to get hit on. Like nobody will pay attention to us if we go out with you. And she goes, that's not fair. Like we, we're a group of friends. We should all be able to enjoy the night out. And she goes, well, no, not, not at this place. If there's going to be super hot guys. (laughs) And then here's the kicker. So they're in this, they're at dinner. They're with, you know, a group of like eight girls and this 
girl who is talking about how she doesn't want to go out with my friend turns to her other close friend and goes, but we'll go out with you, which is such <laughs> Wow, a, that's <laughs> insulting. She was like digging herself deeper and deeper yes. into this hole. I, I don't know how this, how this girl is like speaking words and not realizing how this sounds. Basically looking at my friend and saying like, "We're you're too hot for us to go out with you, but then turning to like the three girls next to her and being like, but we should all plan a night out. Basically saying like, she's a 10, y'all are busted AF. <laughs> so does she even have friends anymore? Um, you know what? That is to be decided. I'll let you know after the weekend. How many times have I said this? 100% in any relationship is a couple percentage points too much. <laughs> Listen. It's the Bird Show. Uh, you guys are going to have to explain this one to me because I really don't understand how women's parts work. So how can a woman get pregnant twice in the same week? Twice in the same week? So my guess is, and I am not a doctor, um, my guess is sometimes two eggs can release at the same time. And maybe one sperm got to one egg and another sperm got to a different egg. Happened this past week to a woman in Pittsburgh. A superfertation pregnancy is when you get pregnant while you're already pregnant. We were planning for a baby and I got pregnant. So I found that I was pregnant and I figured, you know, I can't get pregnant again. It's, you know, it's fine if we are continuing to be careless. And a week later, I went to the ER because I was in so much pain. I thought I was having a miscarriage. But come to find out, I was in so much pain because my uterus was growing so fast because there was two more babies. The pregnancy is was very good. The babies are very healthy, even still to this day. So she's having triplets. <laughs> triplets now. So, so she, she ended up having triplets because she actually got pregnant twice in one week, and it's called superfetation. Superfetation. Damn. You go from zero to three yeah. in one week. <laughs> Life just changed quick. When I was younger, I wanted to have twins. I thought it was going to be so cool. And like, you know, they, they have, there's like the old wives tale that if it runs in your family, genetic, blah, blah, blah. Some people say that's true. Some people say it's not. And we do have twins in our family. And then my brother had twins. And then after that, I did not want to have twins. <laughs> I bet. I, bet, I mean, like, and after having one, people with multiples, I bow down to you because having not one, but two or three kids yeah. going through the infant stage, like, all at the same time, then going through the toddler stage all at the same time, Lord have mercy. Doesn't that sound glorious to you? Yeah, one and done to me, honestly, sounds great. <laughs> you get pregnant with kids and then you just have your, your maybe your, your boy child and your girl child. Or if you wanted two girls, you just get it all knocked out in one pregnancy. Bounce out after that. <laughs> all right, so let's get some um, answers from over the weekend because we had suggested just go on over to the house if you think your former neighbor has stolen your dog. Even if it was a year later, that that dog would still respond to its name. And that's how you would know, maybe. All right, so Meredith hit us up. She sent us an email, and she was struggling because she had lost her dog. A year ago, she got the most adorable little black lab puppy who she adored and loved. And the little girl next door also had an affinity for the puppy. Apparently, she used to come over and play with him, Max, almost every single day. So she had been working from home, um, and she would let the dog go in and out of the house into the backyard and one day she went out to the backyard to look for Max and he wasn't there. And somebody had opened the gate to her yard. The gate was open. She searched high and low for this dog and could not find him. Well, these neighbors at the same time ended up moving. And 
she saw them post a story on Instagram and in the background of the video saw a dog that looked just like her Max. It was a black lab about the same size he would be now a year later. And she fir- she firmly believes this family moved, stole her dog because their daughter enjoyed playing with him so much and took him as their own. So we discussed this last week and I was like, go to that house, uh-huh. knock on that door, be like, come here, Max. And if he comes to you, you have concrete proof then. The video is not your concrete proof. Um, and this is also, I think, a PSA for everybody to get their dog chipped that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the easy telltale sign because they literally have a serial number in their body proving that they are they, they belong to you. So did she do it or not? Abby's got the email. So I couldn't get the courage to knock on their door. It's not like they live just around the corner anymore. They moved about an hour away, which made it kind of nerve wracking to just knock on their door because it would seem really weird for me to just pop in. We weren't that close when they lived next to me. So there'd be no reason for me to drive an hour and knock on the door unless I was prepared to accuse them of stealing Max. I wasn't sure I was ready for confrontation that could make me look psycho if I was wrong because I had thrown out that maybe this little girl loved Mm -hmm. that black puppy. So, you know, black, black lab puppy so much that when they moved, they got her one to help ease with the transition of moving. Instead, I started texting with the wife. I began some small talk, like asking how things have been for them. Then I kind of fibbed and made up a story in order to see if I could get info or catch her in a lie. First, I told her that she may not be aware, but Max went missing about a year ago. She said she had heard that and she was so sorry. Then I mentioned that I had seen a black lab in the background of her husband's Instagram stories and was hoping she would tell me where they got their lab. I pretended I was looking for a reputable place to adopt a lab and was seeking recommendations. Here's where it gets weird. She was quick to respond to all the previous texts until I asked for that specific question about where they got the dog. Then she went silent for like 10 or 15 minutes. When she finally replied, she told me that it wasn't their dog. They were just dogs sitting for someone. But the way she said it, it felt like she was lying. So I followed up and asked if she mind if I contacted the person they were dog sitting for to find out where they got the dog. She said she'd ask them and get back to me. The next day, I asked her if she got any info. She told me she asked her friend and was told that it was a gift from an ex and that person doesn't know where it came from. Sounds suspicious. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like I'm stuck. Even if I were to travel that hour to their new house and knock on the door, I'm not sure if Max would remember me. It's been a whole year and he was just a puppy back then. Plus, I never got Max microchipped before he got lost. I had planned I had planned to, but I never got the chance. So I can't use that as proof. I'm not sure if there's anything else I can do at this point. Meredith. I don't know that there's anything she can do at this point. I'd still go. I still go to the house. Like you have to go with your gut. And your gut is telling you something is off. Yeah, because you, you probably have to go because you'll never be able to live with yourself if you I don't wouldn't. do everything possible. There's a good chance, though, you go there, dog, like, comes to you no matter what you call it. It yeah. doesn't much matter. There's just a new person there. But legally, I don't think you can do anything at this point except try to clear your conscience. Because it's not microchip. He's not microchipped. But I would still go to the house because, and I, I know, like, it might seem fruitless because... You go and the dog does recognize you and what are you going to do? You're going to steal their dog? Right, right. Listen, it's the Bird Show. You know what we don't talk about enough or maybe even ever at all on this show? What? Have we ever talked to anybody, any listener, that is completely, totally happy and satisfied being single? Yes. We have? I think a long time ago. I recall 
who this unicorn is. Mm -hmm. But um, I was talking to somebody the other day that is in a relationship and is really nervous to get out of it, right? And we were trying to get like down to the bottom line and why why he's so scared to take off. And I think most people are scared because they fear that they're going to be lonely, how they're going to fill the time, right? So, and we talk about breaking up on this show so much that I was curious if we could get a call or two from somebody going, you know what? I've been single my entire life or I've dabbled in relationships. And to be honest with you, there's nothing to fear. I am way happier alone than I am in a relationship. one 855 Uh, Yeah, and this was like forever ago. And I may be misremembering or just conjuring up something in my head. Who knows? Um, But she was a woman and she was older and she was perfectly content and happy being single and had no desire to be in a relationship whatsoever. One of my best friends, Amy. We all know Amy, Mm -hmm. my business manager, best friend. She's like a sister to me. Uh, Been single most of her life and is just so incredibly (laughs) happy being single. And I think most people can't even really embrace that thought that they're you have to go through life with somebody. You're going to grow old, right? Mm-hmm. No. I, I feel like I was like that for a while. I have a friend that's like that too. But I've, I've said before that, I mean, I've been happy in relationships. But if I'm being honest with myself, I was definitely the happier times of my life were when I was single mm-hmm. for sure. Really? Yeah. I'm getting to the point where the thought of being in a relationship is so foreign to me that I don't even really miss having somebody around. To me, I think the people that struggle with being single are the people who have never experienced it really in their adult life. Like the people who got in their first relationship at 16 and then broke up and then didn't didn't have a good time with that adjustment period because I do think that's the hard part um, about it is like when you go from having someone to not having someone, you feel that loss. But when you go a long enough time without it, you realize you're much more capable than you think that you are. Good morning, Bert Show. Who is this? Nicole. Hey, Nicole. All right. You've been single your whole life or recently, but you definitely endorse the single life. Recently, it's been two years now. I had a traumatic accident happen two years, and the guy I was talking to said that the accident wouldn't change anything, and he ended up ghosting me two weeks later. So <laughs> I've been single since then, and honestly, it's been the most life-changing thing. I've never been happier. Is that right? Good for you. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. What is it that you enjoy most about being single? Um, I think mostly just I don't really have to, not necessarily answer to anybody, but I can just kind of, do what I want to at my own pace. I don't really have to be anywhere at a certain time, not rushed places. Just, it's very easygoing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that fear of just being alone, uh, I think for most, keep them in those relationships though, because they don't have that experience of mm-hmm. like being able to pivot. You don't have to like debate with anybody, but just the thought of being lonely is so scary to people that they'll stay in that relationship. What's on the other side of fear? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> hey, Allison, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I um, am 35 and have been single pretty much my entire life. I've dabbled here and there, and it's just headache after headache. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have honestly really just recently found comfort and being okay by myself. Um, it was kind of a revelation within the last two years, and I've, I'm, I'm complete, I feel. I feel very happy and fulfilled. As you should. And do you ever find yourself, though, around your friends? And do they try to convince you otherwise? No. I've always had really great friends who actually just never even really found their person until after college. Like, no one who, like, 
found love young or anything like that. And they're sometimes they look at me and they're like, wow, you live like a nice life because they have kids now and everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cool aunt. And I also take care of my mom. She had a huge stroke during COVID. And so I feel like my hands are full in a way, but mm-hmm. I found purpose in giving back to my mom, giving back to my family and being okay with that. Yeah. Kristen raises a really interesting angle because there's so much pressure because people assume that you can't possibly know full happiness yeah. if you're not with somebody. So people are constantly trying to say, you up when you may not even want it. Most like living that life. Uh, so annoying. <laughs> Lived it for quite some time. Amber, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You are so happy being single. It is possible to be happy and single. So I'm actually calling um, for my mom. So my mom is actually 53, and she has been single most of my life, and she is perfectly content. She's been married twice. Um, her second marriage did not turn out great. Um, it was actually very traumatic. So she has been single the rest of my entire life, and she is actually fixing the clothes on her first house. Good for her. So she oh. is perfectly content. Well, excellent. Thank she you. She never wants to be married or with anybody else ever again. I bet. She's just tired. Tired, <laughs> tired, tired. So it is possible. Listen, it's the Vert Show. I think it's so commonplace for us now that we don't even really embrace the miracle of technology that we deal with every single day. I mean... I'm a lot older than Abby, so I was around before cell phones were a thing, right? And before computers were as advanced as they are now. And the access we have that Mm -hmm. we take for granted every day, like what's in the palm of your hand, how we can stay connected and get information. It's really pretty much a miracle, right? And it's advancing at such an incredible rate. So when this one came out this morning, I thought, okay, here's the next evolution. But is this one safe? Because Amazon now is experimenting with drones that are going to drop off your prescription drugs right to your house. We're excited to announce that customers who signed up for Prime Air are going to be able to get prescription medication delivered to their doorstep in under 60 minutes. That means getting as close as possible to our customers, to our patients, as fast as possible. The second you understand that something might be happening with a patient, that they may be experiencing a medical condition, you want to get them the care they need as quickly as possible. It really is unparalleled in the experience for getting prescription medication. Uh, my peanut butter got delivered to my neighbor. Um, right. Are we sure my Lexapro is going to get delivered to me? <laughs> That's the thing right there. Like if somebody knows, I mean, it's already hard to get Adderall in this country. Right? <laughs> they know you got a prescription for Adderall and it's dropping out of the sky at noon on Wednesday. <laughs> Guess where they're going to be. <laughs> exactly I mean, right. I'm, I'm not mad at it. That way CVS can stop sending me those text messages like, come pick up your drugs now. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with anything, there's going to be like hiccups, if you want to call it that. For sure. The people who need them drugs not getting them drugs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right. So she's been dating this guy for a couple of weeks now, but there's do- he's doing one thing that kind of makes her think like, maybe I should just ditch this guy. Should she ditch her date? I need some perspective on a dating situation that has me concerned, specifically because of things I've heard Bert say about weekends being prime real estate in the dating world. People often reserve Friday or Saturday nights for special dates. So here's the deal. I've been dating this guy for over three weeks now. We've gone out five times. We've never gone out once on a weekend night. Every time he's asked me out, it's been for a weekday evening. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that schedules can be busy and it's not always possible to meet on weekends. But when I mentioned my availability for a Saturday night, he said he was busy without offering an alternative. Yeah, because he's hanging out with his family. So here, yeah. Or his girlfriend. <laughs> or right. his Wife. friends. <laughs> Second side piece or third side piece. So many things. So here are my questions for you all. How long do you think it typically takes in a new relationship before someone starts prioritizing weekend dates? Is there a standard time frame for this? <clears throat> Should I be concerned that we haven't had a weekend date yet after three weeks of dating? Does this signal something about his level of interest? I really like spending time with him and I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on the relationship. However, if he doesn't consider me <laughs> worthy of prime real estate after three weeks, will he ever? Nicole. So the next time he asks her out and it's a weekday, you're busy. You're only free Friday or Saturday and see how long that goes. And I think that's your telltale answer. Um, well, let's see. Mo, is, does that rule still apply here? Like the midweek date is not the valuable real estate. That's not boardwalk or park place in the <laughs> dating world. That's more like Baltic or Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think it does. I mean, this could, this could go either way because I've done this. Um, where if you got a busy schedule and you just work a lot during the week, sometime for a date with someone that's new that you're not exactly sure about yet, it's just easier to fill it in your schedule as you're already on the move throughout the week. And then when the weekend comes, sometime you just really want to use that time to be with family or you just want to relax. So you might wake up on a Saturday and you were looking forward to the date, but now you're like, I just really want to rest. So I did not plan weekend dates for maybe the first three. Once you start going on the fifth, sixth date, mm -hmm. I feel like she has a reason to fill away. Like, they're yeah. three weeks in now. Yeah, that's the that's thing. Yeah, so when I was single, that I was much more calculated than Mo was letting on here. Um, it's It was all about time. Like, we had just met each other. I don't, I, that weekend real estate really is important for me to hang out with my dudes. And at that point, I was drinking a lot and hanging out a lot. So, I'll make it even worse. This is the worst real estate ever is your midweek lunch date is you're just kicking tires at that point. You're like... It's got a set time that you've got to be there and be out. It's an hour. Then you got to get back to work. You know, plenty in an hour. And for me, it was always, if this hour went well, then we got a weekend ahead of us. Oh, my gosh. Cassie, the, the same thing happens in the mommy world with play dates. Really? Yes. So, like, if I really like you and your kid, I'll give you a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> really? But if, like, you know, we're we're just whatever, I'll give you a Wednesday or Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Really? Mm -hmm. And it, you always have that out, too. Like, I can meet for, we can do lunch or a coffee. Like, there's always a set out in case it sucks and you can bounce. But, yeah, because so, like, I'm hanging out. Like, we have, Cassie and I have a play date this Sunday because <laughs> I like her. I like her kids. And they get along really well with Jimmy. So, of course, she's going to get, like, prime weekend real estate. Yep. Huh. Yep. And it's a long one, too. It's yeah. like all morning and lunch. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I will say this about guys, though, right? Uh, and they're telling you everything that you need to know. If a guy is really excited about you, once that first date is over, if he's excited, he's going to want to lock down the second one quickly, I would think. And if that's the weekend, then that's the weekend. I agree. And then, I mean, five dates in, you like the person. I, I would imagine. Yes. You're not just on a fifth date with somebody you kind of wish-washy about. So the weekend thing should be over by this point. Ditch your date. Uh... Ditch. Date, but only go on a date if it's on the weekend. Yeah, you propose the weekend if he has something going on. And the fact that he's not telling you why after five dates. Yeah, he's just busy. That speaks volumes right there. Absolutely date. Men are just not that calculated. You don't think so? No, if there's one thing I've learned from dating unseasoned white boys, Saturdays are for the boys. And I think okay. he just doesn't have an open slot. All right. You gotta get some seasoning in your life immediately. <laughs> Get it? The Bird Show.
There are bucket list items, and apparently there are anti-bucket list items. Mm. So anti-bucket list items are items that you never want to do again or never want to do in the first place. And this is where we first heard about anti-bucket list. Oh, yes, because this is an anti-bucket list. Stuff that you don't ever want to do. You again. never want no. to do it again. I would be happy if I never saw another opera again. Okay. What would be on your anti-bucket uh, list? I never want to milk a cow again. <laughs> My grandfather was a farmer in Shropshire and he once oh. showed me how you milk a cow by hand and it kills your hands and you walk around like that for hours afterwards, never right. again. All right, so Bert tasked all of us to come up with our anti-bucket list. Uh, these could be things <clears throat> we never want to do again or things that we don't want to do, period. Um, and I'm going to kick it off and this is basically... Um, tell me you're on radio without telling me you're on radio. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really, 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 really easy list for me to put together. So number one, squirt lemon juice in my eye. Number two, the cinnamon challenge because I inhaled it and got sent to the hospital. Number three, get duct taped to a pole holding up a sign that says honk if you have herpes too. Oh. <laughs> um, jello wrestling with rugby players from New York. That uh, actually sounds very fun. Oh, it is, so the jello wasn't solid. It was liquid. So we were just jello wrestling in like jello soup. It was so gross. Oh, so were they female it. rugby players? Yes. Oh, that's not yeah. my yeah. that's that if that's your idea of fun, that's great. That wasn't my it, idea of fun. It, it wasn't <laughs> a Travis Kelsey looking man coming and throwing you around in a good way. <laughs> that's what I thought was gonna happen. I was like, sign me up. This Put that what? on my bucket list. Spring break, Daytona. Um, and we all, myself and three friends did jello wrestling and it was the stupidest thing ever. Did you get really bruised from it too or something? I had the whole hand, her whole handprint was on my arm oh, from where wow. she grabbed me and like flipped me over and like, like literally just, I was a rag doll. Wow. A rag she doll. Take that, it easy on no. She did that to you. Imagine her boyfriend. <sighs> Good luck to them. Um, <laughs> number one on the list is pose nude for an art class. I will never, ever, ever. You did that? Yeah, I lost a bet on the show. Did you feel awkward or did you feel empowered? Awkward. Hated every second of it. We'll never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Okay. Which is why it's on my anti-bucket list. Okay. Do not recommend. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> um, and then last one, date. <laughs> I would hope not. I am a happily married woman right now, and I hope that's the way it remains because listening to you guys, that is the last thing I want to do. Oh, God, mm -hmm. it's miserable. All right, so Mo, it. your anti-bucket list, sir. Okay, I um I think I'm done with the nudist colonies. Yep. I, I don't I don't want to be naked in public anymore. You went to a nudist colony? Yeah, I lost a bet also right here on the Bertrand. <laughs> yeah, remind me to never make a bet with y'all. <laughs> don't. Uh, you, no. you thought wearing a diaper was bad? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you'd bring that up, KKI. <laughs> <laughs> we should revisit our worst bet payoffs for Abby so she knows the trauma uh, that she missed. Oh, okay. For sure. At we'll, some point. We'll 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 do we'll do a grand list of all of our bet payoffs over the years. I'm so glad this is 2023. You should be. Oh, Y'all yeah. got to be afraid of HR. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have one now. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'm done with the diapers. Uh, I don't want to go camping again. Mm. I went camping once. I, I did not enjoy that. Uh, I don't want to be pregnant or wear hills anymore. God, <laughs> God bless the ladies. That was tough. I don't want to climb any mountains. That's never been my thing. Um, I have been crapped on by a bird before. I, oh, me too. You not too? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not fun. Surprisingly solid. Yeah, I love how they're like, it's good luck because it's such a crappy experience. Uh -huh. like, you're like, we need to say something to make this better. And I was eating pizza at the time. Oh. And it got my pizza no. too. No. Did you think it was pizza. ranch? <laughs> No. Was it New York pizza? Yes, it was. Oh, that no. makes it even worse. Yep. So, yeah, that's I a, took that one was some, bite. 
Pigeon poo right there. Yeah. I'm having pigeon pizza. Uh-uh. Uh, drive anywhere that's more than two hours long. No more road trips for me. <laughs> oh, okay. And Fair. swim with sharks. Did it once, never want to do it again. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a solid that. anti-bucket list. Thank you. Get it. The Bird Show.